Welcome back to Hot Mama Chronicles. It's your host, Amelia Auberg. Simone Sobers is a classically trained professional dancer and has been a freelance model for the past 28 years. Originally born in London, England, she grew up in Miami, Florida. She received training in ballet, jazz, hip hop, and contemporary dance with additional training from elite institutions, including Alvin Ailey and the Netherlands Dance Theater. Dancer, model, boss chick. These are just some of the words that describe the fierce and fabulous Simone Sobers. Having traveled the world and danced for everyone from, you know, Jason Derulo to Busta Rhymes to Jay Balvin, she has taken all her gifts with her NYU dance degree to boot to create the Boss Chick Dance Workout. Please join me in welcoming Simone to Hot Mama Chronicles. Simone! Hey, hi. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I'm, I, like I said before, I'm, I've been looking forward to talking to you through many toil of technology <laughs> and timing. We made it happen. So I am so happy and so thrilled to dive right in. Um, so like we do with all of our guests, if you could talk about your origin story and how you were first introduced to dance as a young um, child. Um, yes, so I started uh, dance training when I was six years old, um, and it was really just something uh, random. I was a very shy child, and my mom um, always wanted to dance as a child, um, but she didn't have the resources to do that growing up, so she just asked me one day when I was six, like first grader, if I wanted to try out um, ballet, um, and I said yes, and um, the madness kind of started from the age of six. I started ballet, tap, and jazz wow. um, at that age. And then later on, around eighth grade, I decided I wanted to do just ballet. So I start, switched over to a school where I was studying just classical Russian-style ballet, which was... <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> it was pretty intense. And I did that all throughout, um, throughout um, high school years. Wow. And then I also uh, was introduced to modern dance in high school. And then, um, yeah, it kind of just went on from there and getting my degree, master's degree in, uh, in dance from NYU. But uh, yeah, my origin started as a child at six years old with ballet, tap, and jazz. Who was your first dance teacher? Uh, Mr. Ed and Miss Gale were my first. Uh, they had a studio down here in Miami, Florida called the Edwin Holland School of Dance. And they were my first um, dance instructors. Wow. And so in terms of you dancing for so many different artists and having such a wealth of experience, what triggered you to go back to NYU? I mean, you could have, you could easily Given your background, you're just such a, a, an, like, innovator. You know, going back to NYU to 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 learn. What what prompted that? Well, um, initially, so I actually started my work with um, artists after I left NYU. Um, right. But I got the um, I didn't go to undergrad for dance because I was too shy still after all those years wow. <laughs> the was still there so I didn't even apply for one for one performing arts college at all because I was that shy I was like I don't I don't like interviews I don't like <coughs> excuse me I don't like auditions um, so I didn't even try 
And then it was after my freshman year in college that I decided that, um, you know, I really wished that I had, um, although I was very happy and, you know, being at Boston College, um, I wished that I had taken the leap and tried to do it. So I decided that, okay, for sure, for grad school, you know, I definitely, you know, I want to be a dancer. I want to be a dance educator. Um, so I decided that that was going to be my goal, that, okay, I was going to, you know, go through Boston College, of course, keep continuing to dance on the side, but not as a major. And, um, and then pursue it um, full time for my graduate degree. Wow. So you then get the idea to have and start this boss chick dance workout. Yeah. Like, how did you start or how did, how was the seed for that planted? Okay, a few different places. All right, <laughs> a few different places. Um, well, in college and when I was um, an undergrad, um, I became very passionate about women's issues. Um, so I became very involved in that, you know, um, in addition to being on the dance team and cheerleading and all the other dance related um, organizations, I became very involved in women's issues. Um, so that was one little seed there. <laughs> and then in grad school um, is when I, took an interest in fitness. Um, I ended up um, randomly being um, uh, in the process for uh, to work for Madonna and her line of boutique gyms called Hard Candy Fitness. Wow. Um, so I got pulled into that, into the fitness world in such a big way so quickly. Um, and then I fell in love with it and what she created and her dance format, which is all extremely high intensity um, dance. So it's unlike any kind of dance fitness I'd seen before. Up until that point, I'd only known about Zumba, um, you know, as they were very dominant in the dance fitness world. Uh, so I fell in love with her style and her format uh, that she created for Hard Candy Fitness, which was extremely high intensity. So that was another little seat there. And then um, I ended up moving back to Miami after grad school. Mm -hmm. And I had all this dance training, I had all this fitness training, and this idea and this passion for women's issues. Um, and I decided to somehow combine the three <laughs> things together and uh, finally uh, create um, the Vashik Dance Workout, which was in July of 2013. Um, it's funny because up until that, before that point, my, my best friend was like, why don't you create a dance fitness workout? I was like, oh, that's so cheesy. And, you know, <laughs> but somehow it all kind of came together and I was inspired um, to do it. And also I read another seed um, was that, you know, I was very much into women's issues. And I know specifically amongst women of color, uh, we have a high rate of um, health related issues. Yes. So, you know, heart um, disease. And so I was like, how can I create something? You know, of course, Boston Dance Workouts for all women, but if we're talking about my initial inspiration was definitely to create something for women of color to help combat this, you know, this growing problem within our, and growing and kind of unspoken of problem within our um, community. Sure. And how can I address it in some way, you know? And I had not seen anything like Boss Chick, not to like toot my own horn, but <laughs> I was but like, toot, toot. yeah, toot toot, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, why isn't there like a like a big mainstream like 
hip hop twerk afro you know workout for women like it's just like it seems like people would love it you know this is my you know i'm telling you like inside my brain what i was thinking and i was like i think this would definitely get our community up and moving you know because you know it's something that we can tap into culturally and um and it's fun um so that's a few different places where the inspiration to create the workout came from that's amazing. So you dance with a lot of amazing artists. So Madonna, I love how you just fly by and say that you dance with Madonna. Like it's not, well, like, I was just, I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, I have so many questions. <laughs> and then like Jason Derulo, Cardi B, Bad Bunny, J Balvin. Um, if you could just in a, a round fire for me, just some of the le lessons you learned from some of the artists that you dance with in terms of work ethic that helped you to do this work that you're doing now? Right, I would say the biggest thing, well with Madonna, it wasn't um, dancing for her, it was more training for her, um, her boutique line of uh, being a master trainer, training for sure. a master trainer for her boutique line of gyms. Sure. Um, and the other artists, it was uh, through music video uh, performance work. Um, but the biggest thing, and you already mentioned it, is that I learned is work ethic. Like how important it is to work hard and to um, not rely. I mean, yes, talent is important, you know, but your work ethic and how you work um, on set, uh, the relationships you make on set, um, you know, or in the industry, are so important and usually undervalued. Like I know it's just in the dance community, like talent is pushed so much. And of course it's, as I said, it's, you know, it's extremely important to be talented and to work on your craft as an artist, but it's even more important. I think a hundred times more important to have a good, I mean, an excellent sense of, um, or an excellent work ethic. You know, you have to work hard it, and, work continuously towards the things you want to do. So I think that's the biggest lesson um, I've learned and to just nurture relationships you make once you're put into these big opportunities and these big situations, you know, don't leave just to sit with, uh, you know, uh, a credit on your resume, like, oh, I've danced with, you know, or I danced in a video with Kari or I danced in a video with Jason Derulo but what other connections did you make from that opportunity that led? Because that's exactly what happened. It was like a, you know, snowball effect of me getting booked for these videos. It was started off with one video with P Squared and Nyanda. And then like almost every month after that, I was being booked, but I was making connections with, you know, um, directors and choreographers and just staying and nurturing, you know, relationships within that circle and I think that's how you know I ended up with those opportunities in addition to you know working hard at my craft it was just nurturing those relationships and yeah that's amazing so when um when you perform who are you dancing for um that's a good question <laughs> um I'm dancing for, I mean, it's it's twofold, I think, and it depends on in which um, arena. But um, one, it's something, it's a personal relationship, like I'm dancing for myself, 
as a release, as a, an expression, um, as a celebration of my body, as a celebration of my craft. So I'm dancing, you know, so it's a personal um, thing first. And then I'm also, you know, dancing as an entertainer. So I understand that there is like, you know, the um, perspective of the viewer, of, of the spectator. So I'm dancing also, you know, for, um, I think about dancing, you know, for the audience as well. Um, so I think it's twofold. It's, you know, it's personal when I'm dancing. So it means, so it has meaning or else it won't have any meaning. If, you know, if I wasn't dancing for anything, um, connected, you know, or without any internal connection, um, then I think my dancing would lack a layer of depth. So I, you know, it's personal and then also for the audience. And in terms of like the types of music that you've danced to over the years, what is your favorite and why? All the time. <laughs> no, it's, it's a Sophie's choice because you've done so many different styles of music. Right. Um, well, my first like absolute love, I'm, you know, which pe most people may not know is that I'm, I absolutely love ballet. That wow. Was, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know because I mean, I'm such a different, I always make the joke. I went from tutu to twerking, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, that was my first love. I love, absolutely love ballet. I love classical music. Um, I love how that art form is expressed. It's so challenging. Um, and it's actually, you know, it's funny enough, it's the art form that was the least kind to me as an industry, not as you know, my individual relationship with art, but, um, you know, women of color have a very difficult time progressing. Um, in ballet as professionals um mm -hmm. you know now things are changing and it's evolving but 20 plus years ago when i started dancing you know as a child you know i'm thankful you know that in where i started dance i saw a lot of um teachers and instructors that looked like me but as i you know grew uh, grew up it became less and less you know women of color black women in ballet in high positions in um you know, notable companies. Um, and I experienced a lot of like pushback with that um, in the journey of ballet. But regardless, you know, I still, it's still like my biggest love. I actually want to get back to training at least once a week. I used to train like six days a week in ballet. Wow. And, and you know, but um, so I want to get back to that. But that's my favorite. One of my favorites is for sure. Uh, that's the top of the, my list, ballet. And then after that, I would say um, dance hall. I really love dance hall. And that's something that's uh, new that I a love I discovered, I would say, within the past seven years since I created Bosch Dick, I started studying more dance hall because that's one of the forms that we offer in the program. And so I wanted to become very good at it. And so I started studying it. And um, so, yeah. So when you um, put together the workouts for Boss Chick um, Dance, what inspires you in terms of your, um, how you build your choreography? And it's such an amazing uh, program. I, I tried 
to do some of the work and I failed miserably. But you know, I personally, I was like, I was with you for like 30 minutes and I was like, okay, we got to work up to this. We, 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 you know, but I love, I love dance um, in that regard. And I just love the empowerment behind it. But what is, what's, what's the inspiration behind the, right. the choreographer? Please. So, um, that's a great question. <laughs> um, so, a lot of different things. Um, I I think about what women need from a workout. So, for for sure, anyone you talk to will tell you exactly what you just said. Like the workout is challenging, and that's something that was very important uh, for me when I was creating the workout. I said, sure. if I'm going to make a dance fitness workout, I want it to be challenging and not to just say that it's challenging but it's more so um how it's gonna turn around and be rewarding uh for the participant for the woman that's taking the class um and i tell this to my clients sometimes when i tour that you know how you do one thing is how you do everything i know it's a little cliche but i believe that when it comes to physical movement so if you train your body and your mind to push through challenges or to push through a challenging workout session um you're also training you're training your mind to um to be that way to push through when something's difficult mm -hmm. and so that can um, overflow into your everyday life of being a woman and all the things, you know, all the challenges you face on a daily basis. Um, and so that's the one of the inspirations um, was that I wanted this to be a challenging workout so that it can make women stronger physically, but most importantly, uh, mentally as well. So that power that they find in the workout and during the classes, can translate over into their everyday lives. And it's like, oh yeah, I can push through this. I push through something harder than this physically. You know, mm -hmm. mentally just training your mind to be resilient, to be powerful, to be um, persistent. Um, so that's one of the things I think about when I'm creating the routines. Um, then I also think about, you know, what's gonna make a woman feel, what are some of the things that we lack throughout the day because we're wearing so many hats? Sure. Maybe we don't feel sexy or maybe that because we don't have time to think about that or, you know, because we're with kids or with, you know, we're doing this or being a wife or being a, you know, a work at home single person, you know, whatever category you fall into, you know, maybe you may not be have time to f focus on your health, to focus on feeling sexy, on feeling love, on feeling strong, on feeling, you know, you know, those kind of things. So I think about that also when I'm creating movement, okay, this is gonna make, you know, this will make you feel like a badass or like, you know, this, <laughs> this step is gonna make you feel sexy or this step is gonna make you feel stronger or, you know, so it's definitely, um, movement is definitely correlated to your mental state and your mental well-being. So, you know, a lot of the things that we do in addition to just like shaking the booty. <laughs> and even that, you know, people just like, oh, it's just twerking, you know. But there's a lot of energy that women hold in their hips and in their hip right. region from, you know, whether you're have birthed a child or not. It's just something that's part of a woman that we hold energy in our hip, um, hips and hips region, I should say. Right. Yeah. <laughs> region. So when we do all that shaking stuff, it's a release. It's like a celebration. It's, you know, it's a actual 
uh, therapy for that area. It's a therapy for our, our mental as well. So it's not just shaking your ass and the, it's a secret I'm releasing right now. <laughs> <laughs> so twerking is therapeutic. No, but it also helps you release a lot that a lot of energy that we, um, that's stored up there. You know, I remember I first learned about that in yoga. Uh, we were doing, I was in a yoga class and we were doing a lot of hip opening sequences and I just started like crying. I was like, this is weird. What was happening? Right, right. And then just, you know, without even seeing that I was crying, the teacher started to explain, like, you know, it's okay if you feel sensitive or vulnerable because we're doing a lot of hip opening sequences. And if you're a woman in the class, you know, you're releasing energy in this way. So it's okay. It's normal if you find yourself crying or sensitive or vulnerable um, as we're doing the sequence. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, I was like, wow, I didn't realize that, you know, being a dancer all these years, it makes complete sense, but I just never made the connection until years ago. And so, um, for everyone listening, <laughs> twerking, you know, it's, yeah, it's fun. It's, you know, it's, gives you an opportunity to be ratchet and all that stuff but it really is um you know therapeutic and a release for women to be able to move that area like in that manner that's cool that's so awesome so you have scaled this business from just being in miami to having several cities engage in this type of workout across the country which is amazing congratulations on that um and i won't even begin to ask you which of, of the cities are your favorite? Because it's like your children. Right. Love them all the same. Um, but what has surprised you most in this journey of building your business um, in terms of just the outpouring that you received from the actual women or clients that engage in the workout and then from the staff that you manage? Um, what has surprised me it's how receptive uh, and how necessary uh, this workout is for women. Um, and when I initially started it, it was more thinking along the lines of, you know, I had my little seeds of inspiration, but it was more thinking along the lines of, I wanna make something that's fun and that's something that's gonna get, you know, women off the couch and, you know, women, you know, engaged in something that they can tap into culturally and, you know, physically um but then i was just so surprised that at the feedback i got as i began um, my tour uh five years ago yes five years ago um as i started touring and a lot of the feedback i would get from women after class is like wow like i really needed this so much like i'm going they would just you know start pouring out different things they're going through. I'm going through a divorce and I'm going through, you know, a breakup or I'm just going through a hard time right now, you know, with career and, you know, just, just awesome. Just for these few hours, I was able to like, you know, release all of that and forget about everything. And I just feel so much po more powerful now. And that was, I was shocked that although I had in my mind that that's what I wanted, but when people, started to give me that feedback without me telling them that that's what the purpose of the workout is for that's what i was shocked about and i think that's what i was you know most have been most happy and proud of is the fact that it's doing something for women and it's necessary it's it entered you know i entered a industry that's very male dominated in terms of who is mainstream 
there's a lot of women, like women are the biggest consumers of fitness, you know, and the big uh, companies are all male. Uh, a lot of them are male dominated or male sure. run. Um, so entering an industry, you know, that's male dominated and receiving such support from women around the world. Wow. Um, that's also, you know, what I've also been most, well, initially was very shocked about, but also what I'm most proud about, the fact that it's really, it's serving women in the, in the fitness industry. So that's, yeah. I think that's important, especially as we're all experiencing coronavirus in real time, not really knowing the, whether we're in the beginning or in the middle or at the end or what have you, I think people are looking more for this type of outlet. Right. And so in terms of just the workouts that you are have been uh, doing within the past couple of months since this has hit, you know, have you received kind of similar feedback, you know, around the country on that on that level in terms of women being so like thank you for continuing to do this this is yeah. helping me yeah absolutely um we just started doing uh live stream classes um i would say within the past two weeks and i've received um that's been a lot of the feedback that i've been receiving that they you know they're so happy either to continue or to be able to start this program and have this outlet um, now that everything's pretty much shut down. Um, so yeah, so that's pretty much the feedback that we've been getting um, still is that, yeah, it's definitely serving people now that we're forced into this isolation from the rest of the world and from people we care about and people yeah. we on everyday basis. Um, yeah, I think now more than ever, <laughs> people are, you know, women are looking for something like, it's not easy being being home all day, especially if you're used to going into an office every day, used to being around tons of people, tons of employees, um, being around friends, you know, meeting with friends at the gym, at studios afterwards. It's just, it's like an abrupt, you know, change. Sure. So, and I think that it hits a lot of people hard. Um, so yes, I've been getting that feedback, which has been great also. That is great. So, um, which boss chick speaks to you the most and why? Okay. Oh, that's tough. I would say, um, I did have a mentor. Um, she passed away a few years ago. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, she was, I mean, she's the one that her name is Chantal Legros was Chantal Legros. And I met her when I was living in New York and she really like birth helped bring out the entrepreneurial spirit in me so much and the like badass boss chick you can do anything everything's gonna be fine you got this that was her attitude about everything you know and she did she did so much for the arts community and um so she was my you know my iconic mentor um just because she really, you know, because she had that attitude about life and about being a woman and mm -hmm. taught me so much during the time that her and I worked together. But I all, you know, but I still think about her in situations when I have, you know, when I come across like a, a challenge with running the business or any kind of challenge, I always think back to like, what would Chantal do, you know, um, in this situation? So she, I guess she's still mentoring me from up above. <laughs> But um, she's like my, uh, you know, my, I would say, 
the boss chick in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure wherever she is, she appreciates hearing that. For yeah. sure. Um, so in terms of what inspires you, you can talk about what spurs you on to continue with, to do this work. Um, you know, you face challenges as an entrepreneur, you um, balance so many hats if you, as you've talked about, and you've lived so many lives. So <laughs> what continues to like make you get up in the morning and, and do this, do the workout, be there for your clients, be there for your team? Um, what are some of the, the, um, the practices and then what are some of the um, quotes or, or words of wisdom that you think of that like, okay, uh, you know, outside of your former mentor that keep you going? Um, yes. Okay. So um, one of the things I mean that will just never, ever change or go away is just, I just have such a passion for women. I just love everything that has to do with being a woman with, and, you know, and I just love serving that community, serving our community of, of women. I think we have so much to offer. I think um, there's so much in us that's overlooked. And I'm just constantly thinking about how can I, you know, how can I serve women? How can I, you know, how can I help another woman do what I'm doing or empower another woman to, you know, to, uh, start a business or to even just to work towards her goals or just to, you know, even if, you know, not everyone's meant to have a business. Right. So how can I just empower women to do, to be their best selves? I would say, yeah. Um, so I'm just constantly thinking of different ways. I'm like, okay, maybe, you know, women might not be into working out. That's okay. What if I start, you know, so I've been thinking about starting a podcast, um, just offering insight about, you know, things I've gone through that, could possibly help another woman um so i think that's something that always will keep my engine going is how can i serve women how can i serve women how can i serve women um and so that has led me on so many different creative paths like i had a dance company that was like all about women of color and was all the participants were women of color and that was the you know the community we were trying to uh, make more visible in the world of dance and so i did that for a while so like because i have worn many hats <laughs> but all of them have this common thread of you know the woman <laughs> like you know there's been the common thread through everything that i've done and every new opportunity i get like once i started with the um getting booked with music videos i'm like you know there's I see a need here. I would watch the women on set and some of the women who are younger than me who are trying to get into the industry who were on set maybe as an extra or, you know, wanting to do a part that I was doing or, you know, anything along those lines. So I started to think about, okay, how can I educate women who are coming into the entertainment and, you know, commercial dance industry? What insight could I offer them? So yeah, I would say the common thread that keeps me motivated is just women in general. That's awesome. Well, I um, I started my podcast, Hot Mama Chronicles, as an homage to the women in my family who are living their lives in purpose, on purpose, flaws and all. And so I wanted to, to ask you, do you think hot mamas are made or are they born? Both. Okay. Both. I think you can definitely, some women are just born with that fire and that motivation and that spirit. Um, but I think 
as I was mentioning, I think it's something that a lot of women don't know that they have. So it's right. hidden for a long time until they feel either safe to let it out or until someone um, shows it to them that, you know, this is what's inside of you and this is what you're capable of. Um, so I think it's both. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So, you know, as you continue to build your legacy, what do you envision your legacy to be in this space? Um, I envision it to be, I mean, the fitness industry. Yes. As being an innovator, one for twerk fitness, um, in the fitness industry. Um, and, uh, I mean, that's the biggest thing. And being a, an innovator for twerk fitness and for women's fitness um, in the industry. Very cool. Um, I'm, as, as a woman of color, because I think that comes first and foremost, is that, yeah, there's not a lot of women dominating in the space, um, but even less <laughs> women of color um, dominating in the space in a positive way, not like you know, taking over or... Um, but just like being present in a globally, in a global, as a global brand, as a, you know, as a big name, that's important. Um, yeah, that's important for me. So what about your next chapter brings you joy? And what about your next chapter scares you? Um, well, my next chapter, what scares me I would say the only thing that scares me is not fulfilling that, <laughs> but I know, I know that I will. I know it's just a matter of time and, you know, each person's journey takes a certain amount of time and I'm, you know, I'm very at ease and at comfort with the time that my journey uh, will take as long as it plays out. <laughs> as long as it's playing out, I'm, you know, I'm good, I'm patient and I know, you know, everything will flow as it should, you know, in terms of that. So I would say that's the only thing that scares me, that scares me would be not fulfilling, you know, my, that purpose or my purpose um, to be a, a, an icon for women in the fitness industry. Um, I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to see where the Bostick dance workout is going to go. Um, I'm a new mom now, and it's <laughs> I know he's amazing. My son Rory, he's five months old, and wow. um, yeah, wow, he, yes, <laughs> almost almost six months, and he's been like such an amazing uh, new motivation for me. Like I would consider myself to be very self motivated. Um, but he has just pushed me so much more to be even more creative. I find myself being more creative now that he's in the picture. And um, so that's exciting just to see how me being a mom is going to help me serve women in the industry, outside of the industry, um, and how it's going to shape the path that, you know, uh, the path of me, you know, being a fitness entrepreneur. Um, in the fitness industry. So. Very cool. Well, congratulations. I'm yeah. interviewing her guys and she doesn't even look like she had a baby. Like she <laughs> like, you know, it was just, it, it's just very easy breezy. Her skin is glowing. She's just, oh, so, um, you know, 
I just wanted to leave some time for you to tell people where you, where they can find you. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely link to the show notes. And then also, um, if there is one boss chick dance ism that you can leave with our audience, just as a motivator and inspiration um, before we close. Okay, yes. <laughs> All right, so you can find out. I'm laughing because it's a quote I've had in my head over the past two weeks <laughs> that I actually made up, but it's, it's, it's kind of silly, but it's true. But um, I'll get to that. But um, if you want any more information about Boss Chick Dance Workout, you can find us on Instagram at Boss Chick Dance Workout, all spelled normally B O S S C H I C K Dance Workout. Also, our website is the exact same. Um, name www.bosschickdanceworkout.com you can find all information there about being an instructor where we have classes where um and just anything about the program in general uh one boschickism that i came up with recently <laughs> that i posted on my instagram um it was i was talking about um adapting to change with everything that's going on and i said you know I'm a tough love kind of person and it's cost zero dollars to step up and be a boss. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my bossticism that I've been, you know, that has been uh, play- replaying in my head over the past two weeks. Um, but uh, yeah, that's my, <laughs> that would be it for right now if I'm, going, if I'm being 100% honest. Um, I just want to take this second to acknowledge you. Um, Simone, thank you for being an inspiration in dance and business. You are changing the world one dance move at a time. May you continue to grow and glow in your movement and let your energy continue to birth a movement that reaches people, women, and changes lives. Um, We'll connect everybody to the show notes. Thank you again for listening. And please remember to subscribe. Remember the road to being a hot mama is about the journey and not the destination.